Hello and welcome to Southside Church Podcast. For information about our church located in Cape Town, South Africa, go and check out our website, southsidechurch.co.za. We trust that the message would inspire you today. And we are in our final week of Advent. And I want us to stay in this attitude of just awareness of the presence of God and We're going to go out of this very short moment of leaving you with a thought into communion together. And we're going to break bread and just reflect as we are in our last Sunday service before Christmas. And so the word Advent comes from the Latin word Adventus, which means arrival. And so in preparation for the arrival of Jesus at Christmas, we as followers of Jesus over this Advent period reflect on the things that God brought to us through his manifestation in the flesh, uh, coming and meeting us in the middle of our mess, the way he brought love and joy and peace to all mankind. And so we've looked at those different aspects of what God brings into our lives. And today I want to look at joy, joy. Now, the Old Testament book of Nehemiah, chapter 8, verse 10, tells us that the joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Now, many people say that joy is a choice, so choose joy. I don't know if you've ever heard that before. You might have even seen the famous kind of uh, posts on, on social media. Joy is a choice. I choose joy today. (laughs) I don't know if any of you have tried that. I've tried. It's like, (laughs) I choose joy today. (laughs) They're like, what's wrong? No, nothing. I'm just joyful because I choose joy. I struggle with that because if God's joy is my strength, then I don't choose joy, I choose Jesus. And when I do, it's not happiness I receive, but strength in the face of my struggles. It was a moment documented in the historical pages of the New Testament where a follower of Jesus called Stephen is preaching the good news of Jesus boldly. But those that are hearing his bold preaching are opposing the rule of Christ. And so he suffers death for his bold proclamation of the coming of Jesus. When we look at this documented moment, the interesting thing is that there seems to be the supernatural strength he has in the midst of his suffering. And the book of Acts chapter 7 verse 54 documents when it says, when the members of the Sanhedrin heard this, they heard Stephen proclaiming the good news of Jesus. They were furious and gnashed their teeth at him. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven, saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Stephen's focus in his struggle was Jesus. Look, he said, I've seen heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. At this, they covered their ears and yelling at the top of their voices, they all rushed at him, dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. Choose joy, dude. What's wrong with you? (laughs) Meanwhile, the witness laid their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul. While they were stoning him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. 
Again, Stephen chose a view of Jesus in his suffering. Then he fell on his knees and cried out, Lord, do not hold this sin against him. When he had said this, he fell asleep. Stephen couldn't choose joy in his suffering. It's like you're busy being stoned and you're now, woohoo, I love Jesus, I'm fine. But in choosing Jesus, the joy of the Lord became Stephen's strength to endure what he couldn't escape. And this is why Psalm 16 verse 11 says, in your presence is fullness of joy. Because I don't choose joy I choose Jesus. Now, not only is Stephen's suffering described in Scripture, but also that of our Lord and Savior Jesus. We read of his suffering in agony on the cross throughout the Gospels. And the author of the New Testament book of Hebrews, a book that was written to the church after all these events, describes Jesus in his suffering from Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, saying this, For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. It's interesting how many phrases or descriptions speaking of Jesus' suffering here pertain to the documented moment Stephen was stoned. God at the right hand, joy somewhere in the middle of the trauma and the struggling and the suffering. And so it's profound to think that the Jesus Stephen claimed he could see at God's right hand while being stoned was the very one who endured the cross to defeat death because of the joy set before him in which he saw himself seated at the right hand of God. You see, the joy that gave Jesus the strength to endure the cross became the joy that gave Stephen the strength to endure his suffering. And the same principle applies to you and I in our walk with God today. Contrary to what so many understand joy to mean, the joy of the Lord is not happiness. It's strength. If joy as so many understand it was caused by something exceptionally good or satisfying, then for Jesus, it would be after being seated at the right hand of God in victory and not before suffering on the cross like a victim. But Jesus displayed joy in the midst of his struggles, the joy set before him. In fact, as we've said, it was the joy set before him that allowed him to endure the suffering instead of being a byproduct of his escape from the situation he was facing. Jesus intentionally set joy at the forefront of his vision. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Now the phrase set before in the original Greek is described as to lie before the view. In the same way Stephen chose to lie Jesus before his view in the midst of his suffering when he said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. See, Stephen had chosen Jesus 
because he could not embrace the idea of joy in the midst of his suffering. Yet it was that choice in seeing Christ in the midst of his suffering that gave him the strength to endure what he couldn't escape. He set or lay before his view, Jesus, in the midst of his suffering. What we align before our view in life is vision. If I asked you, what what do you see for 2023 for your life? You've envisioned and placed before you a set of goals. Something is lying before you. And you'd go, oh, okay, yeah, next next year my son's going to join my business. You're envisioning. You're lying within your vision where you want to go. Jesus was lying us. He was lying the joy set before him as his vision in order to endure the cross. And so we can ask ourselves, what joyous vision was Jesus lying before himself to endure the cross? Well, his vision was being seated at the right hand of God as a victorious savior for us. As Romans chapter 5, 8 describes, but God demonstrates his own love for us. In this, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus' endurance in the face of suffering and death was because he had a vision, and that vision was us, you and me, sinners needing salvation through his victory, whereby he would stand at the right hand of God. And this is the revelation I want you to understand about the truth of joy and the strength we find in it through God himself. You see, if joy, if the joy that Jesus embraced in suffering was a vision of you, then your joy and suffering is embraced in a vision of him. You don't understand, Grant. You don't understand how those stones are flying into my face through the struggle I'm facing. You don't understand what's going on. I've tried to choose strength and choose joy. Maybe instead of choosing joy, you need to choose to lay before you a vision of Jesus in the midst of the struggle. If the joy Jesus embraced in suffering was a vision of you, then your joy in suffering is embraced in a vision of Him. Because when you see Him, it's His joy that gives you the strength to endure when you can't escape. As we read earlier from the Old Testament book of Psalms 1611, in your presence is fullness of joy. You might not be able to, to, to change the place you find yourself in, but you can choose his presence to be set before you. In his presence. We come into God's presence by surrendering ourselves to his lordship and sovereignty when we don't understand. We come into God's presence when we intentionally become mindful of the fact that he is already present with us. We enter God's presence 
when we remember what he's done, I'm alive to tell the story of all that he's done, his goodness and mercy and the power of his blood. I remember that again, God. Okay, coming into your presence. I remember the way you've worked in my life, God. I remember the way you came through. And although I don't have answers to the situation I'm in, I surrender to your sovereignty and I choose to see you in my struggle. And Jesus invites us into this continual practice of remembering again, of drawing into his presence so that we see him in our struggles and remember the joy set before him in his suffering was us. So that in our suffering we can look back to our God who then gives us strength. He says to us, in remembrance of me. And the fact that you were the joy that was set before me in my suffering. So that I could give you strength through yours. Take the bread And break it and eat it, remembering my body broken for you. My body broken so that you could be my beloved without having to fix your brokenness first. And then he said, and take the wine as a symbol of my blood spilled for you, washing away your sin, setting you free. And so I'm going to ask the, uh, the, the ushers if they can hand out the emblems. And I'm going to lead us in a time of communion. But I want us to go into this time acknowledging the presence of Jesus with us and asking ourselves one question, which is going to come up on the screens. And it's going to stay on the screens. There's a little, I think there's an issue with the English because we repeat the word today twice but you will understand what we're saying. Based on what we've said, I want you to reflect on who you are in his presence this morning and ask yourself, in what suffering that I'm experiencing today do I need to place Jesus before my view? Like Jesus placed the joy set before him in view of his suffering, where is your suffering right now? Where, like Stephen, are you facing a situation you can't understand? And have you placed Jesus in your view, even in the face of the struggle? Where do you need to today say, okay, Jesus, maybe it's my depression. Maybe it's in my loss. Maybe it's in a struggling relationship. Maybe it's in the loss of a job. And you can see things coming from every side, but you've missed the person of Jesus in the midst of your struggle. Today, as I lead us through communion, I want you to invite Jesus back into view.